Hello and welcome to episode numero 31 of the Full Nelson Wrestling Podcast. I am your host, Stefano Brocky, back for another week of wrestling action with Jamie Shepard. Jamie, how are we? Yeah, man, good. How are we, how are we doing over there in a sunny Oz? Well, I've, actually, as the sun rises, it's actually sunny. It's just fucking cold. It's winter. The days are short. By five o'clock, it's pitch black. And we've had so much rain. There used to be a drought. What happened to the drought? Uh, I was going to put the drought over, but that's like sacrilege in this part of the world. So I'm not going to do that. But I'd be surprised if there's a drought now. The amount of rain we've had. And uh, yeah, overall, it's just... Uh, a cold, damp, dark place in Sydney at this time of year, and I'm not enjoying. It. That's that sucks. But again, uh, as from a country that that's just like every day, I just I can't I can't sympathise when you have these 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 little moments. It's like it's like this the equivalent of like someone who like works hard every day and then someone feeling bad for someone who like does to work once one day a year. You know, they work really hard on that day a year. And then you're like, well, I work hard every day of the year. That's like me with you and when you talk about the weather, like. A week ago, the wind was so bad here. I've got like a fifth story like balcony, and I went out in the morning and was like, "Where's all the stuff gone from my balcony?" And it had blown away, like most of my back, including things like a kid's swimming pool, um, the um, the barbecue cover just gone, all the kids' toys just 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 gone, and I could see bits of things around, like in people other people's gardens. And I can't like go knock on their door and be like, "Hey, I, my stuff's blown into your garden." I'm just like, "Well, I'm just gonna abandon it now." And thing is, we're selling our house as well, and the for sale sign gone. Like, don't know where it's gone. Like, it's just it's just not there anymore. Oh shit! So yeah, yeah I just imagine you looking at your stuff in other people's gardens, just saying, "Fuck it, it's gone." Yeah, it's gone. It's gone. Fully gone. <laughs> just going inside, putting the kettle on, <laughs> putting the yeah. TV on. <laughs> yeah, I mean, um, it's funny. When I was living in London, in London gets such this idealistic setting of Australia of hot all year round. And look, Australia is a big place. There are parts of Australia that are actually like that. And uh, But, you know, before I moved here, I was a bit naive. And I thought Sydney had three seasons, hot, hot and hotter. Not true. There is cold. There is three months of fucking cold. All right. So anyone that thinks they can come here between June and August with your shorts and your your vests and your flip flops, forget it. You will freeze your tits off. So um, yeah, the cold hard reality is, pun intended, is that this time of year just uh, isn't isn't spectacular for us especially because we usually have a light festival called vivid at this time of year as well which is fun vivid's awesome and i go every year but this year it got covided so that's gone this year so i think with that gone and all the other things that usually come around this time of year gone it's uh yeah it's just a, a miserable time of year i think yeah everything's gonna mean slightly more miserable it's actually meant to be the start of the euros today as well first game is meant to be like turkey italy today and i'm just sat around going Oh, Man, that's, that that's meant to be like a good time. It's just not happening. Yeah, I really... That would have just solved everything at this point. And I'm not joking. That, that really, if I had that, it would be great. But, um, 
Moving on to, to even more depressing stuff. <laughs> uh, wrestling, I guess. We have to talk about it. We're here. It's on the, the headline, the full Nelson wrestling podcast show. Before, before we jump into that, I think it's worth kind of addressing the elephant in the room. We weren't here last week. We missed a week. What we just literally just off air mentioned was that we were off for a whole week last week. We missed the podcast. We're coming back this week. And... It doesn't feel like we've missed a week because absolutely nothing in that time has changed whatsoever in that week. So despite us taking a week out, WWE have just bombarded forward with the same routine. Like I, I looked at the match card for Raw this week and Raw last week, and I was like, you might as well have just watched one. If you just picked one, you've seen them both. Do you know what I mean? It's, uh, it, it's becoming quite... Um, Terrible. And the thing was, I actually feel bad that we missed last week because I really wanted to put over SmackDown of two weeks ago um, with the Jeff Hardy um, driving and 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 the the IC start to SmackDown. And I thought actually SmackDown two weeks ago was brilliant, and this week yeah we got the same stuff from before, and it kind of backtracked a bit. It was like oh, it was going so well for a week. So yeah, we, we've had a week out, but we. Um, I don't feel like you would have missed anything if you missed that week. Yeah, and it's not just WWE. You can add AEW into that as well because, again, there's nothing, even though we missed a week, there's nothing that happened on AEW that that we had to had to really jump into and talk about. And while we're on the topic of missing a week, I suppose we might as well make the announcement now that Season 2 of the full Nelson Wrestling Podcast will be coming to an end. When will it be coming to an end, you ask? We don't know. But it will be in the near future. Obviously, we returned in a blaze of glory over the uh, COVID situation. But as economies start to open back up, especially over here, a little more so than in the UK, our time is being shortened. So, you know, we don't have as much time to, to sit down and talk about the product. So season two might be wrapping up soon. We will be back for a season three. When? I don't know. But at some point, <laughs> it will happen. And there might even be a few bonus episodes in the interim period. Who knows? You never know with the Full Nelson podcast. That's why you need to stick with us and, and stay on the Instagram page and see what's happening. So, uh, yeah, a little uh, announcement there for you all. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, no, uh, and that's the thing, isn't it? It's, it's, we kind of came back to kind of occupy the people, occupy ourselves during this COVID time. But, you know, as, as people kind of get back into their lives and we, we do as well, uh, it's not even, it's not even the podcast itself. I could sit down and talk to you for an hour about wrestling and, and put it out. It's more than watching it. <laughs> like, even when I've had nothing to do the last couple of weeks, it's still been a slog to watch it. Throwing me actually being busy. And then that's a, that's a different kettle of fish altogether. Agreed, agreed. I think when we haven't got the show on, I will certainly be taking a break from uh, professional wrestling in general. Um, and I think we've done pretty well to to stay with it in during this during this period. But uh, but moving on. So on today's show, we will have our predictions for Backlash, that epic pay per view that everyone's excited about, that we both, before we even came on air, didn't even realise was this weekend. But it is this weekend. Oh, it just wasn't there on <laughs> I just, I mean, apart from, like, Randy Edge, when I thought back about it, I was like, oh, actually, they have built Randy and Edge. But, like, the rest of it, I just didn't realise it was coming up at all. <laughs> I just completely right, missed so, it. So we'll do our predictions there, and I guess we'll uh, work around 
we'll kind of work around what's been happening in, in wrestling as we go through the matches. I think that makes most sense. And actually, just before we do get into Backlash, what you said about SmackDown two weeks ago, a few comments on that. The show opened up. Because that's actually the last thing I remember about wrestling, which half piqued my interest. The show opened up, and we opened up with there's been a car crash, you're an A Young standing there with the mic, and we're, we're off to the races from the word go. So I'm in. I'm like, oh, this is different. There's something happening yeah. here. Great, great start, bit of action. Elias is out. Okay, cool. Jeff Hardy's drunk. It made me say, oh, that's flying a little bit close to the flame of reality. But again, I always say the best storylines and promos are based in reality. So the fact that I'm even feeling like that is a good thing. I'm interested. It's great. So things start on a high. Then we go to the scene where they're all arguing backstage over what's going to happen about this fucking Intercontinental Championship tournament. So AJ Styles does absolutely what I would do and say, well, I get a bite of the final, which makes perfect sense. Daniel Bryan then says, well, no, I want to have another match before I get there. And I'm so glad that AJ Styles turned around and said, you are so stupid. Because I said the same thing. <laughs> so I'm glad they, it wasn't one of those opportunities where they piss on my leg and tell me it's raining. I'm glad AJ Styles looked Daniel Bryan in the eye and said, what is wrong with you? Are you stupid? Because I have to fully agree with Mr. Styles in that equation. But then from there, it went back to the same old formula. When Sheamus was there, I mean, I thought, well, it's obviously Sheamus, but I thought it can't be Sheamus because that's too obvious. Surely that's too obvious that it was Sheamus that set the whole thing up. But no, that's where they went with it. And from there... I have to disagree with you, Jamie. I thought it started high. And then I think it was just a free fall from there. Straight down to the same old shit. However, you enjoy Mandy but Otis in the, uh, in the pool. That, that didn't make you laugh. Um, it was okay. It was okay. Uh, it wasn't bad. It wasn't the best thing I've ever seen. It was okay. But um, the bot I did like was the Battle Royal. They had a Battle Royal that fucking meant something. So if you won the Battle Royal, you got a match, that, which then puts you in the Intercontinental Championship Tournament. They need to do more of that. They need to do more of matches that mean something. If you win this, you get this. Not just matches for matches' sake. So that was good. But even then, whoever won it? Who won it? Was it Shorty G? Seamus. Oh, it was Seamus. So Seamus wins it, then fucking loses anyway. So the whole fucking thing was a waste of time. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I did query a couple of things. I, there's a couple of things I had with this. Right? Firstly, who was the purple suit guy? That was the the thing that threw me straight from the start. Who was this guy making decisions about the Intercontinental Title match? So I had no idea this dude was just just randomly doing it. Um, I did enjoy it a bit. Though. I enjoyed. I love the chemistry between Daniel Bryan and AJ Styles. Ever since they did um, Money in the Bank, and they had that bit in Vince's room, I thought them two bounce off each other really well. And I'm ha I could sit and watch Daniel Bryan versus AJ Styles in any form, like wrestling, yes, but in any form of contest because I, I enjoy their the their back and forth, and, and I think they are the kind of I think it is that perfect. He's the guy who wants to fight his way into the final, and he's the guy that wants to you know take a cheap shot. It works. So for me, it got off to a good start, and and I, and I kind of felt that they were building. They were always building from that point onwards towards um, Bryan versus AJ, but. Once it was revealed that 
Jeff wasn't actually responsible. Why didn't he get back in? Like, why wasn't he allowed back in? The, why was he just taken out of the tournament? Like, just you surely be like, well, actually, in that case, you know, come come claim your spot again, you know, or fight AJ to get back. You know, like it just seemed like arbitrarily just left out of it still. Um, well, by the by the end of the night, we were uh, we were left basically where we were headed anyway. Yeah, but they but they they revealed it too soon. That was a problem. So when yeah. Jeff came back at the end of the night, I was like, "Oh, well, you've kind of this could have this had legs to it. This could have gone on, you know." Um, and you've kind of nipped it in the bud straight away, like all of that effort at the start of the show, and it's just okay. Well, you've kind of given up on it now, have you? Exactly. exactly. And then the following week wasn't wasn't great. So yeah, no, I, I get what you're saying. Um, but I did it. Like, I, I left that SmackDown thinking, "Oh, that was all right." <laughs> well yeah it started strong it started strong um and then it, it again it was just downhill from from there now looking at the backlash card so we have seven matches scheduled <laughs> man this is this is not a good stacked card stacked card yeah. what you want to say <laughs> let's start with um apollo cruz versus andrade for the United States Championship. Who is going to win, Jamie? Fucking hell. Um, how many times have I answered questions like this with who cares? Um, I don't want to do it. I'm, I'm going to try to care. Um, uh, Andrade? I mean, I I'm really finding it hard to care. I'm going to go Andrade. Well, no, actually, no, I'm not. I'm going to go Apollo Cruz and Gaza screws him somehow. Like, there's there's a there's a there's a beef between Gaza and Andrade that's going to spill over or something, or or Andrade is going to be cost the title by Zelina Vega or some stupidness like that. Um, Apollo, for some ungodly reason, will walk out with a title belt still. I mean, why is Apollo Cruz the U.S. champ? Like. He, I would say he's the worst wrestler on Raw right now, but that is far and away Humberto. So he's the worst but one <laughs> wrestler on, on the show. I, I just, for the life of me, do not get Apollo Crews. He's got no backstory. He can't cut a promo. He's got bog standard wrestling moves he, there is just no charisma who would pay money to see this guy i mean i mean they changed his entrance music i noticed that on raw and i was like "Ooh, <laughs> this is new 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 title new me you know um i just don't for the life of me, get what they're trying to do with him. I thought there might be a heel turn coming, maybe, to try and make it a bit interesting. I would, at this point. If you're not going to take the title off him, fuck it, turn him heel. Make him interesting. Just give us something, some a reason. Why Why should I like Apollo Crews? Why, I'm no, not and there's so many of them. Way. I mean... I'm not in any way invested in the guy. I, I mean, no. You know, it's 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 beggar's belief. But how many guys could you say that about now? I mean, realistically, the mid card is so meh. Do you know what I mean like it? 
you know, Humberto, um, Angel Garza, who I think has got some potential going forward, but right now, you know, not much there. Um, uh, what's that one that's come up? He's so Mr. Generic that I can't think of. He's so generic that I can't even think of his name. Um, the other one that's with Garza and or was now part of Seth Rollins' crew. Austin Theory. Austin Theory. Do you know what I mean? Like, create a wrestler. Um, you know, you've got guys like Ricochet. You've got guys like um, Mojo Rawling. <laughs> you know, who suddenly come up again this week. You know, they're just so meh. There's nothing to them. There's no real credible story. Some of them have stories. There's not good stories. Um, and you could you could trade one off right now. Like, if you'd have told me right now, Andrade was a champion and Apollo Crews, I wouldn't have blatted an eyelid because I wouldn't have questioned it because I don't, I'm not invested enough to know who it is. Mm, it's, um, yeah, I, I just don't, I don't understand it. I really don't. But uh, who's going to win? Andrade. Who cares? Andrade's going to win. I hope he wins. I hope he wins. I mean, I, not because I'm a fan, but because I think for the good of the title, it needs to go on to someone that at least has some kind of personality, I guess. I mean, he doesn't have personality, which is why Selena Vega's with him, because Selena Vega's the personality, and that works. If, if someone doesn't have personality, give, give them someone. Brock Lesnar wouldn't be Brock Lesnar without Paul Heyman. And we've seen that. There was a good few years where Paul Heyman wasn't with Brock, and it wasn't quite the same. If you, if you haven't got that depth, put someone with them. So... Yeah, um, Andrade, Andrade. Yeah, yeah I'm going to uh, follow, but I'm not, I don't care. Okay. Uh, Bailey and Sasha Banks, who are the tag team, women's tag team champions, which I think was a very good move, by the way, because those, those titles were just not working with Alexa Bliss and, and the, the Eugene of the group. What's her name again? The Scottish girl. Nikki Cross, um, yeah. Yeah, that, that was just... <laughs> I mean, you talk about dumpster fires, good grief, on a moment of miss every week. Um, yeah. Yeah, I mean, so... I, I don't disagree with that in theory. I mean, I thought the timing was a bit odd because Alexa Bliss and Nikki Cross were kind of building with the Iconics. There was a couple of weeks where that was building. And then suddenly I know a baby and Sasha were the champions. And then it was kind of culminated this week with a weird women's triple threat tag match where actually none of the women going for the tag team title this week won. It was won by two singles people who hate each other and spent the whole time trying to one-up <laughs> each other. Like, it just sh- like it just shattered everything. You know, it just didn't make sense at all to me. Uh, uh, yeah, you're trying to big up a tag team division, or maybe you're not, and yeah. you have two singles come in and... and, and- beat the shit out of everyone <laughs> without even trying like we, we, they were trying to up each other like they weren't even trying to win the match and they still managed to that's how bad it is and it's going, right guys now you guys have just been destroyed in a match that didn't mean anything on smack De- on raw um we're now going to throw you in a title match on backlash i'm going to try and sell that to you like you talk about like pissing on my leg and telling me it's raining that that was it for me um and then you had like oscar and thing at the end of the night anyway <laughs> just, it, it's beggar's belief honestly um yeah i mean i i have to say in the positive the positive is that bailey is really really uh becoming this great heel 
I have to say. When she won the tag team titles at the end of SmackDown and she was parading it with her women's title, I actually quite enjoyed that. I thought um, I thought that was really good. I, I like it. She's she's really grown into her heel role, and I'm I'm quite content with Bailey at the moment. I think she's great. I always find it a bit forced. For me, Sasha is the star of the of the show. Um, I, I think Sasha's played a very subtle role, but I've liked it. It's she's still loyal, but it's 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 under the nerve, and she's still got an attitude. Like I, I, I've liked Sasha. In terms of her role on it. And also, just a little bit, I'm I not the greatest wrestlers, but I really like the Iconics. <laughs> I really want them to work. Um, oh, but yeah, I do think yeah, actually... <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But just, I felt like a couple of weeks in a row, they were getting that little push and they were coming back strong. And I just felt the last two weeks with Bailey and Sasha winning the title and then being fucked over by Oscar and Charlotte this week, it just kind of undid that. Yeah, I... Um... I agree with you that I used to think Sasha was the star, but I think Bailey, the last month or so, has kind of shifted into that, into more of the leader of the two. But anyway, I, I think it was a very good idea to put the titles on them. Um, yeah, it, it just, Nikki Cross and, and Alexa Bliss for me just, just do not work. Um, Alexa Bliss is, is, does work. Um, Nikki Cross, I just do not get at all. She's SmackDown's answer to Raw's Oscar, um, and I'm not saying that in a in a good way because Oscar annoys the living piss out of me every week. She's a fucking moron. So, in that context, Nikki Cross doesn't doesn't do any favors for me. But uh, to swing it back to the match. So the tag team titles will be defended against Alexa Bliss and Nikki Cross and the Iconics. So for me, Bailey and Sasha Banks are going to win with ease. Um, no. I, I, I feel like we are building to Bailey versus Sasha at SummerSlam. I'm assuming that's, that's where we're going. The, the long build to that. Um, they might go Bailey and Sasha for a while, but... I feel like one of them costing the other one. I feel like Bailey's are the cost in the match. Set up some sort of thing. I'm going to go with the Iconics. Um, but I, I can see it going a couple of ways, but I'm going to go with the Iconics just to be different to you, but I, I won't be surprised if I'm wrong. The five-year build to Bailey and Sasha Banks. <laughs> oh, don't, I, do you know what I, was, I even said to myself as, as we started talking about it's like don't bitch and moan that this is like basically going back four years when the exact same storyline <laughs> except they were face we're in the exact same yeah. place yeah I, I, I would be surprised if they eventually get to that um, but I, I, I don't know I can't see that coming uh, but the Iconics yeah I could see why you'd say that with the Iconics especially seeing as it's a triple threat so because let's Same be real, so, the yeah. Iconics, yeah, the, the Iconics aren't believable to go and beat half the people that are in there. But if it's a triple threat, then they can do something about that. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, I mean, it was a bit like a, um, in your house with, with Charlotte Flair. You know, she lost the title, but she kept all credibility coming out of it. And I think you can do that in a triple threat. Just save someone. Uh, okay, Jeff Hardy versus Sheamus. Um, I'm just going to say Jeff Hardy because I... Uh, I don't care about anything else. So, Jeff Hardy. 
Yeah, Jeff Hardy. Uh, yeah. I, I was going to add something. I was like, going to moan about the last time they fought on a pre-show, but no, I'm not going to do it. Jeff Hardy. Yeah, good. Uh, Oscar defending her title against Nia Jax. Wow. Um, well, if Oscar can, you know, get through this match without, you know, ending her career, um, <laughs> she'll win. Yeah, Oscar's going to win. I mean, we've been, I've already mentioned Oscar in the show and my thoughts to her. And that's not Oscar the wrestler, because Oscar the wrestler is fantastic. So let me make this very clear. Oscar, the in-ring performer, is fantastic. Oscar, the jackass on the microphone, is not fantastic. She is extremely annoying. Uh, Charlotte Flair on Raw called a spade a spade. Then Oscar came and slapped the taste out of her mouth. I liked that. That, for me, was good. That should have been the turning point. No more running around. Ah, yeah, 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 yeah. No more of that. She slapped the taste out of her mouth, walked off. That should be the end of that now. No more Kyrie Sane with a fucking flute or, or whatever the hell it is, a recorder. No more of that. Let's, let's get a little bit more serious. Oscar is the first ever Royal Rumble winner for the women. She was undefeated for God knows how long in NXT. She's the first ever, sorry, she's won the Money in the Bank ladder match. She's not the first ever, but she's won that. She has won all the titles, all the titles that you can win. She should not be arsing around in the way that she has been recently. She just should not. She is a legitimate badass wrestler. Why can't we allow her to be a legitimate badass wrestler? And I know I'm preaching to the choir if you're listening to this podcast. I, I'm aware. But I don't know why Vince is, is insistent on this bullcrap from her being on the mic. I don't, I don't understand the theory. She can barely speak English, so let's give her a fucking microphone every week. I don't get it. It's not entertaining. Is it for Vince's personal amusement? It must be. We know it's for an audience of one. We know. But it's, it's terrible because Oscar is a legitimate badass wrestler, but not in this persona. It doesn't work. Um, but she's going to beat Nia Jax, that's for sure. Cool. So, uh, Braun Strowman defends his title against oh. Miz and Morrison. Um, <laughs> take it away, Jamie. <laughs> you know, yeah, and this is the thing, right? I love Miz and Morrison. I'll put it out there just just to start everything off and be like, I love Miz and Morrison. I love that they are in the same conversation, but they're they're kind of in there to get squashed. Um, no matter how you shape it, two guys getting beaten by one, even if that one guy is Born Strowman, cripples the team. I mean, we saw that with the Viking Raiders um, against Lashley on Raw. You know, for me, there's no coming back from that. Um, it's just, and I know, and I know it's a, it's a filler match. I know it's to fill a slot on a card where you want Braun Strowman to be champion and carry it on through. But you know what? It was there was there no other candidate that could have been put in play. I mean, I, the Miz and or Morrison would be a great match. I'd be happy for either one of them. But putting them together, knowing full well the outcome. It's just... I mean, don't get me wrong. 
if they won it and became co-champions, that would actually be a good result for me. I'd quite enjoy that. I'd be over that for, for a period better than Braun Strowman. Um, but we all know what's happening. This is, this is an absolute squash. So for me, yeah, Braun Strowman obviously wins. No one comes out of this looking any better. And I'm not going to enjoy the match. Yeah, Braun Strowman wins. Uh, hopefully, Otis will cash in. That'd be fun. Uh, but, yeah, Braun wins, and then I just hope they get the title off him as, as soon as possible. Braun, uh, to be, in their defence, Braun was never meant to be champ. It was supposed to be Roman at this point. Um, but this is where we are. Yeah, but what would Roman be doing now? Would Roman be facing Miz and Morrison? Like, I just... I still think there are directions that you could go where Braun Strowman isn't... I mean, this is how he started. He was just beating tag teams, you know, like, but nobody tag teams. They started beating some, you know, low-card tag teams and just about just about the mid-card tag teams he was beating on his own. To beat one guy who's a multi-time champion, you know, uh, and Morrison, who's, you know, been champions elsewhere in WWE, but he's a former ECW champion as well, actually. So it just, for me takes away all the good work you've done with Miz and Morrison because they've been great a lot they've been one of the more enjoyable parts of Smackdown the last few weeks yeah they have um I'll agree with that but uh but yeah Braun Strowman's gonna win anyway and then I I just hope that's that sometime soon he loses the belt um okay Drew McIntyre defends his title against Bobby Lashley now this is actually a little bit more interesting than pretty much anything else on the card, looking at it. This is probably the most interesting match, in my opinion. Um, purely because there are rumours that Drew McIntyre, they're actually going to put the title on Lashley. Which is enough. Just the rumours enough is enough to pique my interest and make me want to watch this. To see if they're actually going to go there. Because if they do go there, I'm... Fully behind it, one hundred and ten percent. That yeah, I'm surprised that like Lashley has come out and become like a quite watchable part of Raw. Um, MVP has made that. I mean, who would have thought MVP coming back would be as enjoyable as it has been? Um, yeah, it's been weird, hasn't it? I mean. The build-up last week where they cut off Bobby Lashley mid-move at the end of Raw was a, was a bit of a weird one. Did you see that? They kind of just like... He locked Drew in for a second and then they just cut and ended Raw out of nowhere. And then this week they've had to like show it again because they didn't show it the week before. Um, I still think Drew's going to win because I'm not buying into rumours. But I would be, I'd be happy if, if Bobby won. I really would, because Drew McIntyre does my head in. <laughs> so I'm fully okay if this case. I, um, I, I'd like to see what Bobby could do as champ. Well, MVP's the only one on that show that can cut a promo right now. Easily. Mm. Easily the only one on that show that can cut a promo. Um, it's not a good thing, by the way, that MVP is the best thing, is the best one on, the, on that show right now. Because MVP, although is is great, yes, but he wasn't ever the main attraction in his prime so now he's not in his prime 
and the fact that he probably is the best thing on the show right now speaks volumes about what the state of that company is right now in terms of on-screen talent. It really does speak volumes that MVP is probably the most watchable person on there. Yeah. Um, I think it will go a few ways. I think Lana could screw Bobby Lashley. That's the most obvious thing. Um, or Drew could lose the title to Lashley. I think... I actually think Drew's going to keep the title. I hope he doesn't. Uh, because his title run just has not worked out for me at all. It's not working out. And if anything, it's... I think it's almost undoing his years. The, the hard work he's put in in the last 10 years, I think, is almost being undone at this point um, from such a poor title reign. And it's not his fault. It's the writing. Um, because they're asking him to be something that he hasn't been for the last 10 years. All of a sudden, you win the title and you become this weird... weird the weird uncle that comes around at Christmas with his lame-ass jokes. <laughs> and it's not a character that works. It's the uncle no one wants to see. And it's like... It oh, is. You know, love Christmas, hate Uncle Drew. <laughs> yeah. No, it's awful. I mean, things well, like... I mean, they've lost so many established stars uh, you know and the problem with that is that when you ha when you do lose so many established stars other people need to step into that role and you know i'm agree with you in terms of the ryan but you know with everyone being away drew had an opportunity here to really cement himself at the top and i think ultimately he's failed i mean Lashley has surprisingly come up through him and Lashley wouldn't have had this opportunity if everyone was still around and, and there wasn't the COVID situation. You know, Bobby's been put into fear of the void and I think he stepped into it well. So I think it is about just taking those opportunities. Yeah, and I hope that that they go all the way. So I hope he beats weird Uncle Drew. Um, but I don't think it's going to happen deep down. Nah. Uh, cool. And then... We have the main event. Don't say it. Don't we say are it. going to Don't have the greatest. <laughs> yep, oh, fuck the sake. greatest wrestling match ever of all time. We're gonna have that at Backlash. <laughs> at Backlash 2020, the greatest wrestling match ever between Edge. Who is Edge in his 50s yet? Oh, he's close. If he's not, he's close. But we've got Edge versus Randy Orton, who's certainly in his 40s. And they're going to go one-on-one -on -one in a singles match, pal. They're going to finally settle this beef that's been raging on. Why do, do they not like each other again? I can't even remember. But they're going to they settle it in a wrestling match. <laughs> Um, this match has been filmed. It's been filmed apparently about 10 days ago. Um, apparently it's a long match. Apparently there's lots of kickouts. Um, yeah. And apparently it's. Don't they pause different. it a lot while people coach them how to have the greatest wrestling match ever during that? Like, um, oh <laughs> man. Here's the thing again, I go out to it. Like, back in the day, we, we would pick our wrestlers that we loved 15 years ago. You would say Randy Orton. I would say Edge. They were our guys. 
I couldn't. If you ask like eighteen-year-old us, like what's the big match in fifteen years' time that you'll be watching? If someone says to us Edge versus Randy Orton, we're like, "Fuck off!" Those guys aren't still the and they've been built as the greatest wrestling match ever. That wasn't the greatest wrestling match ever fifteen years ago. And I actually heard Shawn Michaels say, "Oh, really? I thought me and Undertaker had the greatest wrestling match ever." <laughs> you know, and I was like, "You could make a claim, <laughs> you know, for that." But this, I mean, it's been a shambles from day dot. From 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 the very moment. All right, I'll give you the first. The first interaction between Randy and Edge, when Randy came out and said, let's reform RKO, and then he screwed him. That, for me, was was the height of this whole feud. Maybe Beth Phoenix getting RKO'd. But after that, it's kind of died down. Mania was, was a bit of a flop. You know, it just, it was a letdown. It was, to say it was boring is an understatement. And then they might let it go. And then they brought it back. And then Charlie, for some ungodly reason, turned around and said, wow, this could be the greatest wrestling match ever. And I genuinely think that someone went, oh, fuck, we've now got a run with this because she's turned around and said it. Um, and they and, and rather than kind of like, you know, you know, when you say something wrong, you can either like really just like commit to it or just pretend it didn't happen. And rather than pretend it didn't happen, they have like build it and they put it on like iconic like statues of like greatest wrestling match ever. Um, and now I don't think I don't think it can be good now it's put itself on such a pedestal that it, it, it could never live up to the hype I know I've said this before but just what for me would have been better any one of these scenarios A. Edge went and fought someone new he's been out of the game for like 10 years let the guy come back and fight someone that he hasn't fought before. He's fought Randy Orton a hundred times. It doesn't matter. Don't put him up against someone trying to build them as being this great tag team when they weren't even good in the first place. Ray Arcaio was like a random thrown together. That's like the big show coming back and having this like two month feud with the Miz and calling it because of Miz show um, or show Miz or whatever the fuck it was called. Um, and then leg. If it didn't work out the first time, don't try and do it again and then put an even bigger stamp on it. Like when Christian came back this week, I literally thought to myself, now that would have been cool, Edge versus Christian. That's an actual epic tag team that I could see. Do I, know, I know Christian can't wrestle anymore. I'm not trying to suggest the match should happen. I'm just saying that would have been cool. I'm just so... I loved Edge. He's been gone for a while. I want to be like excited that he's back and I'm just not... I mean... They've done everything they can to kill this comeback to the point that I really, really wish that Randy Orton is right and he puts him out of his misery and sends him back into retirement. <laughs> I mean, what it has done is highlight the, what actually were the great matches. So, you know, you've got your Brett versus... When I think of great matches, I do think of Brett versus Austin at WrestleMania 13. Uh... Brett versus Shawn Michaels at WrestleMania 12. Uh, and Ricky the Dragon Steamboat versus Randy Macho Man Savage. You know, all these genuine great matches. Um, but uh, Randy Orton and, and Edge, yeah, it just doesn't work. I, I mean, Randy Orton versus Edge or 
Hulk Hogan versus The Rock at WrestleMania 18, which many say, and I think they have a strong case, say that's the greatest match of all time. Um, but also, why was that the greatest match of all time? Was that the greatest match of all time because of the chain wrestling? No. Was it the greatest match of all time because of the back and forth, the kickouts? No. It was the greatest match of all time because of the fans, the screaming fans. The fact that they did not anticipate, no one anticipated that a heel Hulk Hogan would go over so big with the fans because everyone was so happy to see him back before he was exposed for being the raging racist he is. At the time, everyone was so happy to have Hogan back. It was the perfect storm. The Rock was the Rock by that point. He, he was an icon by that point. It legitimately was icon versus icon, generation yeah. versus generation. The fans were happy to have the Hulkster back. The fans were happy to see The Rock in what should have been the main event of the evening. Hell, in my mind, it was the main event of the evening. Yeah, I can't believe it wasn't. But it was the fans. <laughs> but it was the fans that made the match. There won't even be fucking fans for this match. <laughs> no. It's, uh, yeah, it's, it's not going to be the greatest match of all time. I, I would put anything on that. Who wins? I don't care. I hope the person who ends the feud wins. Because Edge already won. The feud was done. It was dead in the water. The, the, the beef was squashed. But Edge decides he wants a little bit more. So whoever wins just to fucking end this, this abomination uh, should win. And I'm just going to say, oh, God, I'm going to say Randy Orton. But I'm afraid that means we're going to get a third. But I'm going to go with Randy Orton. Randy Orton, rubber match, build up. The greatest, greatest wrestling match ever. Um, yeah, Randy Orton's going to win. I think he's got to win uh, this one. Uh, as well. And the thing is, it's not even that there's not been good work going into it. Like the promos that Edge and Randy and, and, and Christian come out this week was was great on the mic as well. It's not shitting on any of the work going into it. It's just that when you see this work going into what you know will be a disappointment, it's just it's hard to lift yourself for it. So yeah, yeah. Randy Orton wins, and and hopefully they don't go for a rubber match. Yeah. Uh... So that's Backlash. Uh, doubt I'll watch it live, um, but whatever. Do you have news? Yeah, I can pick out some news. Right. All right, let's do the news. All right, guys. So um, we all know we're in the current sort of financial climate that we're in. You know, over here we were talking about the, you know the, the the details came out that we're close to the greatest recession that we've ever had, um, and it's being felt around the world. And independent wrestling promotions are not immune to this. In fact, they're likely to struggle, you know, greatly after they come back. You know, their income sources have been completely taken out. Uh, and one of those um, wouldn't you call it independent? Um, smaller wrestling companies evolve um have been struggling financially prior to the covid19 uh, crisis but now have been hit so far that it doesn't look like they're going to recover and it looks like wwe are interested in buying evolve um they've already worked together previously it's not 
unheard of territory. They've um, if you remember the Evolve did a show on the WWE Network not too long ago. But it looks like the WWE may actually incorporate them into it. Now, whether that means that they'll buy them as a brand and you might see an Evolve brand in the future, uh, I don't know whether they're just buying the rights to it to hold on to sort of TV footage. But it looks like they may um, sweep them up during this crisis. Yeah, I I know that there's already business ties between the two. It's classic Vince, really. You just buy out everyone. He's always done it. Done it since the 80s. Um, yeah, that's all I've got to say, really. We wouldn't be surprised. Um, it'd be just a classic Vince move. Yeah, no, absolutely. Right, um, next up then. Um, we spoke about this a little bit in the podcast before. We were kind of teasing the idea of gender uh, versus Drew and kind of, you know, where that might take us. And I know Jinder suddenly was being put over all of a sudden, you know, making a face turn. But it looks like that he's actually picked up a quite serious injury. Now, he had this injury when he was doing his promos before, but they thought it was not as serious as it was. But it looks like the injury that um, has been keeping him out has actually turned out to be much worse than it was. And he actually requires surgery now. So it looks like we're not going to see Jinder Mahal anytime soon. So any hopes of a Jinder versus Drew title match may maybe dash because I'm I'm not convinced that Drew will be champion by the time Jinder's returned. No, but when Jinder does return, for the love of God, put the title on Jinder. <laughs> yes, hope. Right, next up on the news, um, Sonya Deville, who in the last couple of weeks actually has been one of the better um, saving graces of of SmackDown and certainly wrestling as a whole, and I think she's grown into her her role, and I think Shonda's got a big future. However, she is putting herself in a position that she would like to play the new Batwoman. Um, there's a Batwoman TV show, uh, which has been pretty much dogged with um, crisis since it began. Already, I think it's lost two actresses already um, who are played Batwoman uh, since it started, uh, and they are looking for a new Batwoman to play in a new series of it, and Sonya Deville would like to be considered for the role. Now, I did kind of look a bit further into this. It's not just wrestling talk. I mean, she actually has um, a company that she's hired to try and get her into more acting roles. And I think she might be looking to go down that route in the future. So, um, yeah, keep an eye on it. You know, you could see uh, Sonya Deville covered in leather, black leather, more than you already do, um, donning the Batwoman outfit. Yeah, good for her. Her promos are believable. I thought she was fantastic with her promo about a month ago. Good for her. Yeah, no, absolutely. Right, and the final bit of news this week is the big bit of news, which is Paul Heyman. Uh, we know he got pulled back in to sort of run Raw uh, recently and tried to sort of turn it around. I think it's fair to say that's been an absolute abhorrent failure. Not entirely all his own. He has already previously stated that trying to do what he wants to do plus keeping Vince happy is kind of a impossible job. But I think it's fair to say that he hasn't necessarily succeeded in this. Um, so he has been removed um, from Raw. Okay, as director of uh, executive producer of Raw, um, he will no longer be producing Raw from this week. Okay, he's going to be kept on obviously as a, as an on-screen talent, uh, working with I'm assuming in the future uh, Brock Lesnar. But he will no longer be producing Raw. Now, that's that's good in itself. But here's the problem that I have next. Now, Paul Heyman was brought in to, um, you know, take over Raw um, from Eric Bischoff. Now, Eric Bischoff didn't work out. He exited his role in 2019. 
Uh, Heyman was brought in. Now, you might think, right, well, they're getting rid of Paul Heyman as a producer. Maybe they might go for someone younger and more exciting. Might maybe Triple H give him the reins on Raw. No, it's being given to Bruce Pritchard, who already produces SmackDown. Um, and again, it's just it's classic cronyism in WWE. Just the same writers, producers, executives being moved around. You know, if you're replacing Paul Heyman, do something new. Do something different. Don't put Bruce Pritchard, who's been around for fucking ever, doing the same thing. And, and will basically perform the same way. Now, I know Raw's suffering at the moment. I know Raw's ratings this week were, again, another record low. Love a bit there. Um, and it's classic Vince to kind of knee-jerk reaction and change. But if you're going to replace Paul Heyman with Bruce Pritchard, don't expect any different results than you're getting right now. Well, it amazes me how many times in this business people can get fired and rehired and fired and rehired. How many times has Paul Heyman been fired from WWE over the years? It, we must be on to two hands now in terms of the number of times you can count. Yeah. Um, but yeah, how times has Bruce Pritchard been hired in various roles? Well, this is the thing. And, you know, it wasn't working out. It wasn't a success. Raw is pulling its lowest ratings ever shouldn't be because when you look at the ratings of other shows, you know, other shows have been taken off TV for having double the amount of viewers Raw has right now. And they've still been taken off. So it's actually quite a masterstroke that somehow WWE is being kept on TV at this point because the ratings are so bad. You can't underestimate how bad these ratings are. I was listening to a JR podcast the other day and uh, he was talking about a segment on Raw from just a couple of years ago. I can't remember who was, who were they, who were they referring to? Uh, it might've been the night Austin left or, or I can't remember the exact segment, but they got 4 million people watch Raw. And this was in 2004, 4 million people. They now get 1.7 million. Three million people no longer tune into these guys. And you only have to go back a few years. It's so bad how far the ratings have fallen. It's not even funny how somehow they're still getting their three, well, it's not three hours, it's, it's seven or eight or whatever it is, hours a week of TV when hardly anyone's watching uh, in terms of the average of what people usually watch uh, TV shows in the U.S., so, Paul Heyman obviously didn't do a good job. He did a terrible job. But it's not Paul Heyman's fault. Because, again, it's the audience of one. There's only one person that cares, that, that everyone has to work to to impress. And that is Vince McMahon, who is nearly 80. He's in his 70s. And you've got someone who's in their 70s that's trying to speak to people in their 20s and 30s. It's just not working. The humor is so bad. Like, it's so bad how unfunny the, the, the comedy segments are. He's just so out of touch and he doesn't get it. So that is part of the problem. So it's not Paul Heyman's fault because I'm sure Paul Heyman knows what he wants to do, but he can't. And then someone is paying you, your hands are tied. <laughs> and I, I get that. So it doesn't surprise me he's gone. Will the TV show improve? No, it won't. Um... I don't think we'll ever see a drastic improvement until Vince moves on or until he passes away. 
and that's a horrible thing to say, but that's that's when we're going to see the biggest change in the product at this point. Um, and yeah, and I think it's just it's just a matter of time before Bruce Pritchard goes as well, and then we'll be the next person. So that's kind of my thoughts on on the Paul Heyman firing. It, yeah, nothing's so, going to change. No, absolutely. That's 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 exactly it. It's you know same old people just being rotated just around. You know, hoping for something to change, and it's just not there. Yeah. So, yeah, that was the news this week. The good, the bad, and the ugly. Right. The good, the bad, and the ugly this week. Now... I'm going to rush through this quickly because we've got uh, another segment coming up after this. The good. Um, honestly, I, I have no good. I have no good. Wrestling is a struggle to watch. There is nothing that is keeping me remotely interested across the board in WWE or AEW at this point. If I had to pluck at straws, I would say Chris Jericho's commentary on Dynamite. It's funny. That makes me laugh. Um, but otherwise, there's nothing good. <laughs> Right, ready yeah. for the bad? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Agree. Okay, bad. <laughs> yeah. The bad. This is a combination. The In Your House pay-per-view was a fucking bad pay-per-view. The best part about the pay-per-view was the set and the little quirky throwbacks to, to the old In Your House pay-per-views. But otherwise, the pay-per-view was bad. It was hard to watch. Nothing great happened on it. It was the same old shit. Why bother? Why bother? I, at, the, at the end of that pay-per-view, I sat there and I'm like, what was the fucking point in that? There was no, nothing happened on that pay-per-view, which was like, oh, okay, yeah, nice. You know, nothing. Um, and the, the, the tag on to that is NXT. NXT is bad. It's a bad show right now. I watched it last night and I was just like, what the hell am I doing with my two hours right now? It's just not great. I think it's the worst it's ever been. And it begs the question, how did we come to this? How did it come to this? Is it AEW? Is it AEW that has literally ran NXT into the ground? Or is it NXT who has screwed NXT? I don't know, folks. I don't know. But what I do know is NXT is probably the worst wrestling show on TV right now. And I don't think there's a way out. I don't. You've got a champ in Adam Cole who has done nothing to set the place on fire. You've kept the title on him longer than anyone. I don't get it. You had the opportunity to do something new. Put it on dream. Go on a new direction. Freshen things up. Didn't do it. Why didn't you do it? You had Charlotte come down and beat the shit out of everyone. Only for her to lose and not even get pinned and go away. So she still looks the strongest. Doesn't make sense. You crushed your entire women's division for someone that wasn't even in NXT in the first place. Johnny Gargano, who is 100 pounds, about five foot four, going up against Keith Lee in a mediocre at best match. He, Keith Lee beats him, rightfully so. Fast forward to NXT. Oh, the feud continues. And Johnny Gargano rolls up. Keith Lee, who's three times the size of him and gets a pin. Am I meant to believe that? 
Really? NXT is a hard. fucking bad show. Him getting his ass kicked by Mia Yim was the funniest part of, of NXT. <laughs> I enjoyed that bit thoroughly. Um, I don't know if there's a way back for NXT at this point. And I have to crown AEW the, the champions of the Wednesday Night War. Which, even calling it that, is... Oh, it's pathetic. It's so I just started watching the um, the Monday Night Wars again yesterday. I started watching the first two episodes. I watched the one it one it begins and the NWO episodes one and two. And uh, yeah, it, every time I watch it, it just reminds me how bad it is currently. The only thing I would say about NXT is is yeah, I agree with everything you said. I've I no disagree. I mean, even the guys that try to bring through. I mean, Dexter Loomis. I mean, I just don't see that long term at all. I don't. It was a bit weird, the, the segment where he's kind of appearing, but he was there. And I, it, just, it didn't quite work for me. Yeah, and then and then they do all that. Then he fucking loses at the end of the night. Yeah. So you so you, you you've you've killed him. You've killed him already before anything. He hasn't even had a pay per view match yet, and you've just squashed him. Why? It, it's crazy. And they're going to do the same to Carry and Cross. What's your views on carrying cross? I mean, I mean, obviously, I mean, he kind of destroyed uh, thing at the, the pay per view. But I, you know, you know, you can just already see how WWE going to get someone wrong. It's not anything he's done. Yeah. I think he's, but, but I can already see how they're going to get him wrong. Yeah, and they've done it already by they've put themselves into the corner again. So either he beats Adam Cole, which I think's a bit soon. Which I don't think is going to happen. Or Adam Cole's going to kill him. And by kill him, I mean destroy him. Destroy the character. Why? He's been there two months. He's getting a title shot already. He's beat one person. He's had three matches. Two were against jobbers. And now he's in the title shot. This is a bad show. A bad show. Something needs to be done. the dream's getting buried week in, week out. Yeah. It's not good. It's not good. It's unwatchable. I'd rather watch it. No, I agree with you. Well, shockingly, there's going to be something worse than this. So what's the ugly? The ugly. Oh, boy. The ugly. Hey, look, I was a big fan. Go back a few weeks ago. I loved the basketball match between Viking Raiders and the Street Profits. Loved it. But talk about, you know, you start off on a good thing. You could have just left it at that. But this decathlon or whatever the hell it is it's just so bad it's so not funny the humor is so god awful i just it's i do not get what they've done you've you've here's four guys that well out of the four for me there was one star there was one standout who was like oh you could you might have someone here in montez ford but you've successfully managed to destroy all four over the course of a month it's it's spectacular and are they friends are they enemies because they were working together at, by the end of raw so you've had all this competition it's tied as a feud but now they're coming out together uh You've got a pay-per-view coming. The the tag team titles like it's where where are we going with this? We've had bowling. We've had the the golf. We've had the turkey eating is just weird. It's not funny. It's not funny. Um, 
it's it's that is the ugly. There's just this whole thing. It's ugly. Well, I said from day dot, it didn't work for me. I didn't enjoy it from day dot, and it's ten, ten episodes on. I'm not enjoying it now. It's um <laughs> goofy. It's up there with what we talked about before with you know, who's so hot. Um, it's just in that territory now. It's just quite embarrassing. Um, and then they turned up on the end of Raw. They were one more commentating. The other one was getting their ass kicked by Bobby Lashley. It just for me. I mean, Viking Raiders are dead. They're they're gone. They're you know this time next year we're talking about you know where they'll be going or ending up. Um, and the street profits aren't immune. Montez Ford, I think, will be all right. But as a tag team, I I already think they've kind of drowned their interest into the ground. You could say about every tag team in WWE because it's pretty pathetic. I mean, even the New Day. New Day is pathetic right now. Just can't watch them. That gimmick needs to go. That gimmick has done. It's run its course. It's over. It's finished. It's not... Yeah... That yeah. that gimmick is 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 finished. <laughs> no, fully. I mean, the the day Kofi it like it got destroyed for one second and then didn't even bother trying to come back for it. Um, yeah, yeah. It, it was a success. It was a success. That overall, you look back and say New Day was brilliant, Hall of Fame stuff, in my opinion. But oh, yeah. now it's done. It's 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 a done deal. Um, so yeah, Viking Raiders. Uh, I think I said it before, the Viking Raiders, it, it ended the day they came out as the Viking experience. That was it. That was the time. There was no coming back from that. And unfortunately, here we are. Yeah, um, absolutely. Yeah. So that was my ugly. The good, the bad, and the ugly. So, uh, next up, we've got something new uh, for the podcast. Something we haven't really done before. We've got a guest coming on, um, which is, you know, something radio stations occasionally do, and you might hear from other podcasts, but this is a first for us. Two seasons in, we're still bringing in firsts. So, Steph, I'm going to introduce you to um, Richard Doyle, who is the producer of uh, NFW, New Force Wrestling. For those of you who don't know, I've been uh, training with uh, this company since September of last year. Um, been going amazing. They have a training school on Monday night. They have um, really exciting shows that were meant to be coming up, but they've been transformed into a, a video game uh, version of it using uh, SmackDown versus well, SmackDown versus Raw. Get very old there. WWE 2K20, uh, and also um, I've got a very exciting trading card game coming out. So we're going to go over to um, introduce you to uh, Richard in just a second, and um, he's going to tell us a little bit about the game and just kind of the wrestling industry itself. Please welcome to the show, uh, New Force Wrestling NFW promoter, Richard Doyle. Richard, thank you for joining us today. Hey, guys. Hope you're doing well. Uh, it's a pleasure to be here on the Full Nelson podcast. How's everyone doing? Well, we're good. We're good, man. Actually, I just think to myself before, we haven't really had guests on before, so you are officially the first guest on the oh, um, wow. on the podcast. So, you know, welcome. That is an honor. I'll, I'll, that's an honor. Remember this date, guys. 
<laughs> Where's the date? Yeah, well, um, <laughs> I was gonna say date, and I realized this will go out at a slightly later time than every, than every, day's, every day's the same now, isn't it? Like... That's it. Well, how are you coping with lockdown? It must be you know getting to you at this point, We're sort of 10, 11 weeks into it. Um, yeah, do you know what? The, the lockdown itself isn't an issue because I'm quite an introvert, like, and with stuff like PSN, you don't need to have friends around anymore, you can just play with them, obviously. Or, and you know we've got the wonders of technology where we can ring each other and stuff like that. So it's not it's not affecting me too much. Obviously, I'm missing the uh, the misses. You know that's uh, that's kind of the main one. You know. Did obviously. she make you say that? Is that is that what you're like? <laughs> <laughs> you don't say that on the podcast. I'm going to kill you. Yeah. It's official. He misses you. Right. I you can take that to bank. Um, yeah, I've, I've, it's now been recorded, so I, I can't go back on it. But. Um, the yeah it's it's just got that kind of issue you know you still got the human interaction side of it so uh that's kind of it really but like the the wonders of technology have helped you know um the you know phone and uh, as i say psn and things like that you can keep in contact with people and kind of loved ones and family and things like that uh what about you yeah we've been good i mean to be honest we kind of got the podcast going again because of the lockdown you know just trying to give people something to, to do and, and i was thinking about that from your point of view i mean it must be quite hard for you to be able to kind of manage a promotion during the lockdown because obviously for us we're recording this at home we're recording this in two different continents but obviously you don't really have that luxury so how are you kind of coping sort of you know managing and promoting whilst also being in lockdown um the well i mean it's kind of halted a lot of things like um you know it's kind of halted the obviously we can't run shows you know the training schools had to shut temporarily until uh, obviously we've been allowed to open you know and we we wouldn't want to open anyway and kind of put anyone at risk just for the just for the sake of it so uh yeah as i say we can't really run the shows so like a lot of my time would be obviously spent promoting the shows coming up you know like the anniversary show we missed uh essentially the show on june 13th is 100 percent not going ahead so the next date i think is like august 22nd or something like that we just kind of got everything crossed, you know, fingers, toes, eyes, like making sure we can uh, kind of get that going ahead. Um, but you, it, I know you've had a quite a unique way of dealing with it as well. Can you tell us a little bit about what you've kind of done to kind of keep the interest in, in the promotion going and also just to kind of highlight the fourth year anniversary show as well? Yes. Well, we um, yeah, we did a simulated version on Facebook. So we asked people if it was something they'd want to see and we did a went on 2K20, you know, created everyone to look essentially as good as they would look. And then uh, it was myself, James Maverick and uh, Andre Suarez, you know, and we were commentating over the top of it. And it was good fun, you know. Uh, like... yeah, I like that James Maverick. He's got a, he's got a good voice in him. I like him. <laughs> you know, it was good fun. And it was something that, you know, it obviously you can't replicate the feel of a show. You know, for anyone who's been to a wrestling show, you know that it's like an atmosphere, like a like a play or a football match or any sporting event. You know, that there's no like um, kind of uh, replicating or replacing it, you know, but it, that was quite a fun way. And I think we might look to do that if the lockdown was to carry on. We might look to redo it with a couple of the like carry on like a mini sort of storyline you know carrying on from the last one and things like that but it generally got a good response and people loved it and that's the main thing you know even when you can't put on shows you're still just trying to entertain people and that's that's essentially what the nfw goal is you know 
yeah, and I, I enjoyed it thoroughly. I watched the shows, uh, the show that you put on, and yeah, if people are interested in that, go check out the NFW Facebook uh, page that they're available there on YouTube channel. Uh, yeah, it was it was really exciting stuff. And if we do another one, let us know, and we'll, we'll put it out on the uh, our, our page as well to make sure people can kind of get to look at that because we all need as much fun <laughs> as we can yeah. uh, at this point yeah. in time. But um, any, so any you're, you're, take mind off it, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So I was saying, you're, you're obviously the promoter uh, for NFW. Um, how do you get involved in something like that? What kind of made you decide to go down that, that route of promoting? Um, well, the th- when I was getting into the business, into the wrestling uh, business, uh, as it was, um, I, w- I was, I kind of always wanted to be involved in it. It's it, like, I'm not going to tell the story of get it, of like wanting to get into wrestling because it's the same story watched it since i was a kid you know we, we, everyone's stories just different they just got favorite wrestlers so you know i always wanted to get into it and uh there was stuff in north london south london east london and me being from west london near heathrow um it's there wasn't anything here so uh, you know it's, it's it was supply and demand for me for nfw because you know when i was growing up uh, i only ever watched uh wrestling when it came to the beck theater so and that was like once a year twice a year you know and and you know you you got to see live wrestling and you got to experience it it was always a monday night as well so yeah i, I think always... i i've actually remember going to the beck theater as well to watch wrestling it's really weird on like a stage when you're on this sort of yeah. uh, look at it. it's really it's a weird way to look at it i remember gangrel coming and doing a show there one year and i went yes to see gangrel it. yes and i remember seeing uh hawk as well uh, yes he came to a show i think the barbarian was at one as well um if you don't know who those guys are, WWE Network, go look at wrestling in the 90s. Uh, and those guys, uh, I think Kane came as well. But I, d- I don't want to say the real Kane. It was like knockoff Kane. It was like, uh, <laughs> it was like Kane. I was going to say Kane at the Beck Theatre. I missed that yeah. one. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I think it was. Um, and so like for, for, for us, it was about supply and, supply and demand and trying to create something here. Like everything that we've done for NFW has been creating from the ground up. We haven't had companies to for lack of a better word kind of latch on to you know like if you go to south london there's loads of companies and through one company you'll find out about another company same in east london there's two or three companies and when you find out about one you'll you'll then get you know you'll find out about another same with north london so from west london we've had to create our entire fan base from scratch you know and these are people who they, they they might have liked wrestling, but they've just never seen wrestling because, you know, it's it's a bit long to go to, to South London and or, you know, to East London. If you've got kids, you know, it's a long journey anyway. You know, if you've got kids who want to go see wrestling, it's a long one. You know, they're going to become wrestlers and things like that. So we tried to create something local um, and we're now doing our shows in Ivor, which is uh, near Slough for anyone who's watching. Um, not far from Heathrow not far from around there and we started in west straight and moved to Ivor. and from that point you know we're four years strong now well would have been well we are four years strong it would have been our fourth anniversary show in april so you know it's been it's been a long journey for nfw and it's you know but it's 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 satisfying watching what it was and then what it's come to now you know yeah, and for someone who's a fan and is taking part in some of, the, some of the shows as well, it's just been really interesting to kind of see that development. And it's just a really strong roster for something that's only four years 
uh, on. So it's it's really exciting to see how that's kind of come about. So you're in your fourth year now, and it's kind of a big year in terms of like you know pushing on and, and developing, and, and you've got some really sort of exciting stuff that's happened this year. So do you want to tell us a little bit about what you've been doing this year that's kind of you know taking NFW maybe to the next level? Well, um, I don't know if it technically counts as this year, but obviously at the end of last year we opened the training school, which was always exciting. It was always something that I wanted to do. You know, um, I've always wanted to look to start creating our own stars, you know, and creating the new names in British wrestling, the new forces in British wrestling. So that's that was always exciting. And, you know, I've got a good coach leading it uh, in Theodore Powers, you know, uh, um, NFW original four years ago. He's been wrestling like 11, you know, he's been in the business like 11 years. He's wrestled abroad, you know, and I've, I fully trust him to... Uh, help the new generation grow the you know the new forces of wrestling grow so that was that was exciting and that was something I wanted to do for a while and it, it kind of shot off you know and we, we got some good people coming in um, hard workers obviously with what's going on it's kind of stilted it a little bit um, so as soon as that's done we'll go straight from naught to 100 again um, obviously the fourth anniversary show would have been a big one but the huge news huge news is that NFW has released a trading card game on iOS and Android, which I can say without a doubt, we are the first company to do something like this. You know, I don't even know if this has ever been talked about before. Uh, and it was something we've been sitting on for since last year. You know, we've been working hard with uh, developer Myth um, and working with other companies such as Smartdown and prestige photography um to because we we had trading cards beforehand we have physical trading cards but i thought the only way that this can grow is to go into the digital format and you know you see trading card games like Yu-Gi-Oh and pokemon things like that like kids love it you know not necessarily just for kids but now you can collect your favorite nfw wrestler on your phone you know i don't know what what can be more exciting than that you know well to be honest i mean i must say i train card games are never something i ever really got into or like i never played them to get into them i've never had the opportunity to and i, I obviously picked this up as soon as it went out and i've, I've really enjoyed playing it you know the, the road to the championship is quite addictive actually i find that you, you kind of play a few matches and then you think oh i do well and then you lose one you're like i, I need to beat this guy and you get <laughs> quite competitive with it yeah like um so the, the Road to Championship has uh, a lot of the guys on the current roster and a couple of, um, I don't want to say old roster members, like, because, you know, anyone can show up at any NFW show, you know. There's no, like, past wrestlers. It's just, you know, anyone can essentially show up. But, you know, um, yeah, you've got the Road to Championship. So at the moment, it's three levels. And that'll always currently be expanding, you know. And you've got to try and beat Alexander Roth, take the NFW Championship off him. You know, two years he's been champ since i think march 12th 2016 2018 sorry i forgot the year was 2020 uh, I <laughs> we've all forgot the year was 2020 <laughs> <laughs> but uh yeah so you know you you got to try and beat alexander roth and you got to work your way up through guys like damien you know theodore powers morgan black bagheera even what culture wrestler simon miller you know he's with nfw um so it's it's a really fun thing and as you say it's addictive you know you win one game you think i'll play one more one more and then you know it's five o'clock in the morning so uh you know it's 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 a good thing to kind of take your mind off what's going on at the moment you know 
So it was like a blessing that it kind of came out of this time, obviously, with what's going on. And I, I don't mean that as a blessing for what's happened. I mean that as a blessing that, you know, it's it, it hopefully it's something that people will enjoy to take their mind off what's going on in, in the world at the moment. Yes, absolutely. And that's why we did the podcast. It, it, it's it's partly what, what are people doing in terms of changing the way in which they approach things and the way we approach the world. So I totally get that fully. And like I said, it's, it's a really addictive game. So if, if you do get an opportunity, iOS, uh, Android, um, I'm currently sitting fifth on the leaderboards of the, uh, the um, special event this week. So there's yeah, still time to knock me off uh, fifth place if you can. Because uh, I'm sitting there with my with my nice points, ready to go and, and and claim the rewards at the end of it. So yeah, absolutely, it's a it's a brilliant game and really great stuff. Um, just to kind of mention some of the things that you've mentioned already. There's there's a training academy that works on Monday nights. As soon as this is over, in terms of uh, COVID nineteen, hopefully that'll be back up and running. We've got shows coming in August. We've got the trading card game uh, available to you. So there's lots of great stuff happening, and and I really genuinely wish you all uh, the best of luck with everything that you're doing. And uh, you know. Keep, keep doing the good things you can during the lockdown and, and just try to make the most of it. But thank you for joining us today. No problem, Jamie. Hope you've enjoyed it. Hope Absolutely. everyone enjoys the Full Nelson podcast. All right. Thank you, uh, Richard Doyle, for joining us on, on the show. That was that was really great and a really great insight into the wrestling world. So some great stuff coming up and, and hopefully you guys will check it out on the NFW uh, websites on Facebook and on YouTube. It's been kind of a, a full-on show this, this week. You know, we're, we're talking about wrapping up soon. This is kind of... Uh, it's gone long, but there's been a lot to talk about this week. It's been a it's been a crazy week. Are, are you looking forward to backlash this week? No, I'm not. <laughs> Quite frankly, uh, I'm not. I will watch it at some point. I'm, I'm not going to go out my way to watch it live. I forgot it was on. I forgot it was on. And for something where there's a greatest wrestling match of all time, <laughs> I mean, it makes me laugh whenever we say that. But uh, no, no, I'm I'm not. But. Uh, yeah, like I say, I don't know how many of these, how many episodes we're going to have left after this, but um, we'll maybe come back for one or two more. But uh, with all things considered, I'm certainly done for this episode. Jamie, do you have anything to add? Uh, the only thing I had to add this week is it's been a bit uh, intense week in terms of what's been going on in the world as a whole, and I just wanted to. Um, can't physically bend a knee at this point in time because we're, we're on a podcast but just you know metaphorically and and you know uh this podcast and and we everything we represent as a group fully supports and backs the black lives matter and, and we agree that they do and, and we just like to you know um put that put that out there and just kind of let well know that you know we fully back the movement absolutely fully and i have nothing i think jamie has covered that nicely i have nothing else to to add to that um, but uh yeah i think that would be a good place for us to make our exit and we will catch you guys next week all right guys have a good week <laughs>